Andy, Joshua, what's happening? Hey, we have a special co-host with us today on episode 26. That's fun to say. That's Ep- fun to say. Yeah. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Fletzer from the Around the Galaxy podcast. Let's Woo! give him a round of applause. Pete's with us. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Doing quite well, Pete. It's been a busy weekend for Star Wars fans and especially for yeah. fans of the toys that Star Wars makes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we had Force Friday, Triple Force Friday. Triple, yeah. Not, not double. Not, yeah, not a single, <laughs> not a double. Definitely a triple. Yeah. Um, and we have, we purchased some toys this weekend. Yeah, I Josh. hit for the cycle on Triple Force Friday. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and Pete, I know you got a few things and I got some things and, and uh, we'll get into that just a little bit, but you can find the Holocronicles podcast on Twitter at Holocronicles on YouTube and on Instagram at Holocronicles. Yeah. And all major podcast platforms as if you just picked this up with your like, you know, on radio implant and your filling. But <laughs> other than that, you can find us there. Share Pete, with your friends. Pete, like us. Pete, go ahead and give a plug for uh, your pod and your site. Sure. Yeah. I am uh, around the galaxy and you can find me much like you guys on all the major podcast outlets. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, trying to stay out of trouble at uh, ATG cast, best place to get me. And I also have ATGcast.com if you want um I don't know more, more than I'm giving you on Twitter, which I think is uh, probably, I don't think there's many people who's going to want more than, more than that. But uh, yeah, some of my writing and stuff like that is over at atgcast.com. But the, the podcast is really uh, where, uh, where we have the most fun. Where your bread's buttered. Where the magic happens. Where, my, where, is, where the magic happens. Yes. Thank you. I always well, think of uh, MTV Cribs when I hear that phrase. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're definitely going to get to a little magic in a little bit on this podcast. But first, a collector tip. Hello, what have we here? Collector tip. So on this podcast, we haven't we don't do it every week, but we usually try to give a collector tip because we are a podcast for Star Wars collectors primarily. That's kind of where our niche is in this Star Wars universe, what we like to call Twitter. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, is and that the Star Wars universe? That's I think that's where we hang out. <laughs> the anyway. galaxy is in a sad state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but today's today's podcast collector's tip, um, actually stems from a conversation you and I had Pete just the other day. Um, yep. you were, you were explaining that you had run out of room on your, sh- on your shelves or wherever you were keeping your Funko pops. We were talking about yep. that lately because that's all I seem to be talking about. Mm. Um, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. You've even gotten some Josh. Uh, you're you're kind of on the sly here with your Funko. Oh, once you get one, it's, it's over. That's how it starts. Dang it. But anyway, Pete, you were telling me that uh, you had, your wife had graciously allowed you to use one of her <laughs> shelves um, yes. from the basement. You actually got to pull it out and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and put some Funkos on it. And, and then um, you were complaining to me. I guess it really wasn't a complaint, more of a, I don't know, more of a longing sigh that you, <laughs> you could use a little more space. You've run out of space on your shelf already. Yeah. And, um, and it's a, it's a problem that collectors of, of any size 
eventually run into. And that is if Be you included, yeah, 100%. If, you, if you have, um, items like Funko pops or black series figures, or even the vintage three and three quarter inch figures, if you have rows of them displayed on a shelf, what eventually ends up happening is that you can only see the ones that are in the front. And there's some really good ones in the back too that you'd like to see, but because they're behind the first row, you just can't see them. And so what I had made a suggestion to you is that you can just get one by one little wood, little wood boards or pieces sticks. of wood. Sticks, yeah. Sticks. Boards. Um, <laughs> and you can just rattle can them black, whether it's shiny black or flat black, doesn't matter, or make it blend whatever color your shelf is or, or the wall that you're uh, putting it up against. And just put these little, if your shelf is wide enough, like the picture that you sent me, Pete, your shelf looked like it was maybe what, four or five inches wide? Yeah, from front to back, it's about uh, four or five inches deep. Yep, yep. So you could probably fit definitely two, maybe three tiers of Funko Pops. And if you had the the vintage figures, definitely three layers. Uh, Put a strip down and then, you know, you've, you've elevated a row so that now you can see what's behind that first row. And so it's sort of like a a step sort of thing. Um, And actually I haven't done it yet, but I will absolutely send you guys photos, but I plan to get some, uh, some board run down to my local home Depot and grab, you know, do the quick measurement and, and get, you know, an inch and a half or two inches deep so I can stack them and, 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 and create sort of a, a stairway. In this case, I'll have uh, three rows on the bottom and two in the middle and one on the top. See, that's awesome because maximizing your space is important to a collector, right? Because there's only a finite amount of space. Even if you are blessed to have a room to put things in, you still, if you're, you know, any sort of a collector of any size and space, you run out of space. Yeah, and that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Uh, That's a DIY tip for sure. You can do that on pennies on the dollar. You're yes. talking maybe 10 to $15. Less than that. Less than that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going like seven, eight bucks for the rattle can. That's I got where you. I'm out there. Um, <laughs> but there's also uh, solutions for you. We've talked about them before. I think it was, uh, it's Ian's displays. They sell a two tiered uh, acrylic. So if you want to, you know, if you're looking, if style is your uh, objective, well, actually, the, but the, I shouldn't even say that because the black boards look great. Like they actually hide, especially in the shadows of a, um, you know, a cove or a shelf. So yeah, but there's also, uh, uh, some acrylic options out there too. That's where I'm at right now. I definitely need to go multi-level. I bought some square shelves and everything's at the front and I've got so much stuff to display. I have to put them in the back. So I love that tip. (laughs) Yeah. It's practical and and cheap. I think it is cheap. It is. Acrylic's going to be more expensive for sure. Right. All right. So there's your collector tip, guys out there. If uh, that's something that you have done or you plan on doing, shoot us a shoot us a picture before and after, and, and we'd love to see it. And we feel for you. And you can shoot us a picture in another week when you readjust your your collection again. <laughs> yeah. When yes. You, and the week after and that. Again. And the week after that. Well, and then then you get to do like uh, like I'm doing right now. And I'm like, do I break them up? My I don't even know how many, I keep looking over at them. I don't know how many I have, but then do I break them up by, um, do I sort them by trilogy? Do I sort them by good guy, bad guy? Do I sort them by yeah. I, uh, droid, creature, human? I don't know. There's, the, and it will probably change week to week. Yeah. The answer is a distinct yes. You yeah. do all, you do all, <laughs> all of that. Of, there is no wrong answer. <laughs> and you just rotate through. Yeah, that's great. In fact, 
In fact, you could have your kids decide for you for one month and, and, they, <laughs> and then they can be invested in it. Uh, speaking of your kids, Pete, uh, you went to the New York City Comic Con recently. Was it in New York City? It was in New York City, yeah, over this uh, this past weekend, Thursday through Sunday, but wow. I was there on Friday. You went on Friday, right? Yeah, I just did one day, yep. And uh, we wanted to have you on just because, uh, well, like I've only been to the Rose City Comic Con in Portland. I've been that a couple times. Josh, what have you been to? I went to Summer Con, which is technically Seattle, but it's the outskirts of Seattle. And then also Rose huh. City. And then I've also been to one in Seattle, but kind of not like a real, like I wasn't going there for that reason. I happened to pop in for an hour. Okay. So I wanted to hear uh, what was going on at the New York City Comic Con and, and if you could share a little bit about that and what you saw and what was cool and, and how, now, did you take both your kids or just one? I just brought my daughter. I just brought my, uh, my 10 year old daughter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, how was it? She's, it was a, it was a blast. I, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into. Quite honestly, I've never been to New York Comic Con. The only comic shows I've been to have been fairly local and, and small, and manageable and, um, uh, this is, you know, of course this is, I, I can't even tell you how many people are, are there. Uh, they won't even tell you they're there. Somebody was telling me that, um, they literally, they don't track the number of people that come through because it's illegal. The number of people coming through the Javits center exceeding um, the fire code. It, it's exceeding fire code. Yeah. Oh and I can definitely see where that was because we got there, um, as the doors opened on Friday. And by the time we got to the back of the, um, the show floor, um, and started waking our way back from, you know, sort of doing our first lap. Um, it was, it was so crowded. You could almost, it was very hard to even in some, some of the booths, it was hard to get uh, near whatever was, was there. But what makes it so unique is the fact that it is, it's every single genre, every single, yeah. uh, sort of thing you can, can imagine whether you, if you're into anime, if you're into star Wars or star Trek or, traditional you know superhero comics or non-traditional superhero comics or you know there's authors and, and recording artists and and actors we walked by one i the one moment i wish i had my seven-year-old well not that i didn't want him with me anyway but he just wouldn't have the uh attention span or the i would be paranoid trying to drag him through all these people but <laughs> we walked by and one of the power rangers was at one of the uh i don't know who it was but he would have known at, at one of the booths so it's like pandemonium on the show floor and that's not even out in the in the the sort of general lobby area or in the panels so it's really it's it's quite an experience now i was I ran into, um, I said like it was random. We, we reached out to each other before the show. I spoke to, met up with uh, Lacey and John from uh, Resistance Broadcast while I was there and um, got their perspective as it relates to um, to Star Wars Celebration, just to give you guys some, some understanding. They said it was about two to three times the size of Star Wars Celebration. So My goodness. For those oh, wow. of you who were there, yeah, it, wow. it's... it's it's insane. It's really insane. So, Pete, uh, would you would you say that that Comic Cons aren't just for nerds anymore? <laughs> but there's, I think there, there's more nerds than we I, thought. I think is the answer. Oh, right? okay, maybe that's it. <laughs> it's funny. I, I I this is a little off topic, but I saw the Joker the night before, and um, 
you don't want to be seeing a movie about um, about unstable people before you go into a, a mass of <laughs> thousands and thousands of comic book unstable people. It was a little, it added to the realism a little bit to me, I think. Um, and I yeah. mean that with the most loving and, and nicest possible way. Absolutely. Well, um, okay. Well, speaking on that, what were like some of the really great cosplay uh, costumes that you saw? I, you know, it's funny. We, there were, we literally... Um, we followed a guy dressed as a Jedi for about four or five uh, blocks from the train station where we walked down to the Javits Center. So there were a handful of Star Wars. You know, it was very interesting, uh, not just from a conflict, but from a marketing perspective. The Star Wars presence seemed fairly, fairly thin, but there was some really great um, um, uh, Marvel um, Infinity War cosplay, some unique sort of takes on on some of the uh, – the superheroes, but the ones that I liked were the ones that were sort of um, with a sense of humor. There was a guy who was dressed up as uh, Guy Fieri from uh, Food Network, and nice. had a sign that said "Follow me to Flavor Town." And um, <laughs> nice, don't do he, that. By the way, <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> probably not a good idea to follow that guy <laughs> anywhere. Um, but I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there was there was cosplay of all shapes and sizes, and. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you there was one in particular that stood up, but there was just so much of it. You do get a sense that these are these are a lot of people that um, um, do this probably more often than just at Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like church, church, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> their kid, their uh, parent teacher conferences, you know, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> they do it while they're coaching yeah. soccer. And well, I love it. Thank you. That's that's awesome. I, we uh, talked about when our Rose City Con and. Uh, it was small. It was light. It was easy to get around, but we still had some unique characters. So I can imagine being in a mass of people that, you know, a metropolis like New York would, would bring to a con. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of humans and, and whatever species they are coming <laughs> to the con. So I, I don't envy, honestly, the, the security guards because there's so much, uh, you know, you have that many people and you have that many people bringing in fake weapons right yeah, yeah. i can't believe they allow it's, it's got to be a challenge yeah i was actually yeah i was surprised to see that it was it was not an issue there but there were a lot of people that uh um that had things that looked like they could have been very real weapons so um you know thankfully everything went well but it was it must be a little bit stressful to 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 work security at this thing so what was your uh favorite star wars exhibit or, you know, booth or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think what was kind of cool was because it wasn't just a Star Wars event. Um, most it first, first of all, there wasn't a lot of uh, official Star Wars kind of stuff there, which is kind of surprising with Rise of Skywalker three months away and Mandalorian a month away. Um, geez, I guess Rise of Skywalker is two and a half months away. Yeah. It's not even that far away. Yeah, 73 yeah. days uh, I saw or something earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's yeah, but so that was a little bit surprising. But that being said, because there are so many people there for other genres, um, there was a very short line for like Kevin Scott, for example. I got to speak to him for a couple minutes. The Lucasfilm publishing uh, presentation was great because just about all the major uh, Lucasfilm authors were were there. Um, Charles Soule and and um, Delilah Dawson. Uh, yeah. 
Dawson and yeah, so they were they were all there. But um, the highlight to me, um, and I tweeted it, and I'll send you guys the link if you want to share it. Was um, they were going through? I was at the uh, the Lucasfilm Publishing um, uh, uh, panel, and um, so they went through. Here's everything that's coming, and you know there was no major surprises. And then they they were just about to close. The, the panel and they said, oh, we want to bring up one more guest. And uh, it was Mark Thompson, the uh, the, oh, yeah. the the voice of of almost uh, the majority of the audiobooks, yeah. and to me, the voice of Thrawn. And he came up and he read a passage uh, from an yet to be released Thrawn novel in the voice of Thrawn. And oh, it was just that man. was so, that was amazing to see. Uh, that was uh, I think Mark's awesome. He's a I follow him on YouTube and he puts out some fun, uh, family reaction videos. Uh, I always check in with him whenever there's something star Wars coming out. Um, but yeah. it's funny that you say that you see him as the, uh, you know, when you see Mark Thompson, he's the voice of Thrawn to you. To me, he's the voice yeah. of Yoda. Mm. Yeah. He does a phenomenal Yoda too. Yep. Does so he, he do a great he got- Han too though? He does a fantastic Han Solo, right? Or no. I don't know about that. One. I got to go back and check. I think I, I'm, I usually pull these out and I feel like I'm wrong and then I go back and I'm right. But I think he does a good Han Solo too. <laughs> yes. Just to be really- clear, just to be clear, uh, John Ratzenberger was ham. Yeah. You're see, right. I was right. right the last time. I, I, I got convinced by you. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for putting yeah, it you out. Know, I, I, I wasn't going to point that out, but when I heard you guys talking about uh, Mr. Potato Head, I was like, no. Did no, you see how easily right. I rolled over though? I got to be, I got to <laughs> stand my ground. I got to stand my ground. <laughs> especially on the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it was interesting because it was, there wasn't a lot of stars. Actually, I have to say some of the most, some of the best part was meeting a handful of the podcasters that I've gotten to know through um, the world of uh, Twitter, which of course, as we all know, is the star Wars universe. <laughs> and I did get to uh, uh, like that call back there. That's, Thank that's you. pro right there. Um, we're talking to a but, professional uh, here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, I, I got to meet a handful of uh, other podcasters that happened to be in the area, which was really great to kind of to, to put a face and, and a handshake to uh, to the Twitter handle, and it's uh, that's always a really cool experience. And um, but again, I was I was you know as a Star Wars fan, I was a little bit disappointed in the the lack of Star Wars, but it was. Um, it was cool on the the floor to see all the the collectibles and literally just about everything you want you could probably find there. So it was um, uh, luckily I went with my daughter, so I didn't have um, a the time or the attention span to go digging, or I would have spent way too much. And we actually we ended up spending more money and uh, time after we left the conf and stopped at uh, uh, a GameStop and a Target <laughs> on the way home for yeah. Triple Force Friday. Oh, that, beautiful. That's a great segue. That's an excellent segue. What a great pro. Se- yeah, just setting <laughs> us up and we're knocking them down. <laughs> uh, so Force Friday. Uh, for us, Pete, Josh and I, we. so I really tried to like network with like four other people. Like, all right, who's going where and what time and just keep an eye out for these things for each other, right? So mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew what, this little group of us were, were going for, uh, but I just didn't know where and when we would all be there. And so before work, essentially before I had to head to school, we met at target 
uh, Josh and another guy, George and myself, we met there and we got in line with like four other guys. There was like seven or eight of us there. Um, uh-huh. Mac, shout out to Max and shout out to Sam. Guys yeah, are, like, give some, up. They might be listening right yeah, now. Who knows? We, we handed our card out, which was, I don't know. I think I wrote on the back of the a receipt or something or handle. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, and these are, you know, all local guys that a couple of them I'd cross paths with on offer up just, uh, and buying and selling. <laughs> anyway, they're my, they're my peoples. Um, so we met at target. We started there and then I went to work and then Josh, you went, you and George kind of went I kept going. Everywhere. Yeah. I kept going. Uh, it was interesting. I've got a, I don't know. I guess I'll just start here. I have a couple points, you know, one point, uh, was I was a little surprised at the lack of attention to the day so now. And that is countered by, and what I mean by that is the, the retailers themselves, but that was countered by the attention. I felt like a giddy, almost a Christmassy type of feeling. Now, Pete, I know you were, you know, distracted on that day by going to the con, which makes sense. But for me being up at, you know, 530 AM to get ready to go and, (laughs) and hopping in the car and then standing outside in a line as the lady at target literally counts it down to 7 a.m. Yeah, like, we, not, we're all, was there a line out there? Yeah, yeah, there was a small line. All right. Seven we're, people. It yeah. was seven. It was huge. Uh, <laughs> but she counted it down. She didn't unlock that door until it hit seven, which I love. And they're just staring at us, too. We're yeah. looking at each other through the doors. Like, always, like we're at a zoo. Yeah. It's like, and she's like, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't open until seven o'clock, nerds. And so, boom, that's what <laughs> happened. And then there was this mild, mad dash yeah. to the area we knew was going to be there. And it was, it was, it was weird. Cause then we all showed up at the same point, even though we took different routes yeah, and then we all kind of went like, huh, what do you look for? You know, we just helped each other find stuff, but we still ran black Friday style or whatever. I, to, I quickly yeah. walked. I had my daughter. With yeah. Me, yeah so. he, had, he was a responsible dad. But I, I want to say to beat the other six people. Oh yeah. my God. Including Which turned out to be, I don't know. Uh, which turned out to be like, they had a box of uh, my big thing is I'm huge on the Mandalorian right now. Like I will do anything Mandalorian. Cause I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the one this mm-hmm. year or yeah. yeah or most yeah. of this year or sort of the last part of this year. Yeah, It's going to have buzz. It's going to have a lot of buzz. So I love Mandalorian stuff. And then they just had a box of six Mandalorian, the carbonized Mandalorians in the black series, which is what I was really after. They had six and all six of us. No, very, Actually, Josh, there were seven of us. And Uh-oh. when, when well, the, are you including your daughter? Uh, no, I'm not including my daughter. And as soon as they opened the box, I was standing there when the, because, okay, let me back up. I was going to say that the lack of awareness for the day by the retailers, at least Benefit in our us, area, yeah, yeah. in our area, like Target and at Walmart, um, it seemed like they were kind of caught off guard that people might actually be looking for these things on that day. So they were. displays weren't set up. Boxes hadn't been open. We were kind of waiting as this lady was opening boxes and putting them on the shelf. Like I would have thought that this would have been done the previous night. So they could have just been ready. Not that there was a lot of people, but just because maybe somebody would know. I don't know. But that ended up benefiting it did. us because- We had pick of the litter, really. Exactly. And so maybe it wasn't such a bad thing. Now, when the Target lady, because we were all, we all kind of grabbing some things and there was some Black Series um, in the black and red boxes that you know people were grabbing and, and this and that, some Legos. And um, 
but we were all kind of looking for the same thing. Those, those caramelized boxes of the Mandalorian. Carbonized. Carbonized, sorry. Well, it is orange. <laughs> I know. Brown. No, your description is perfect, but it's carbonized. Mm, carbonized. Right? Caramelized Come on. <laughs> that does sound delicious. <laughs> but um, So when the lady opened the box and I see there's six in there, I automatically know somebody's not getting one. Oh. And so, so there was Sam who was standing next to me. He grabbed one first. And then he said, well, actually, this guy was here before right. I was. Max. And I love all these three-letter names. They're easy to remember. Tim. And so so for some reason, Max got first guy there award, but I was the first guy sure. there. Sure. Let's be real here. But anyway, <laughs> I let to him his grab credit, one. he hadn't showered yet, and you had. So I feel like he left <laughs> earlier than you. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> I see that there are, I see there are three left. And I grab all three of them. Ooh. And I said. Caramelized jerk right there. No, no. There were four left because oh. Sam got one. Max got one. And there were four left. And so I grabbed them and I said, here, Josh, here, George, here, other guy. And then I kept the last one. And I was like, oh, good. Every, I kind of felt like Oprah. You get a Mandalorian. You get a Mandalorian. <laughs> and, and, uh, but I knew there was one guy that didn't. And I, it, it was I felt a little bad because I did take the initiative to make sure that Josh and George got one. He's our Mandalorian, like hustler Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah. I was a bounty he's, hunter he's, for the yeah, bounty hunters. Yeah. And so I did feel a little awkward. Where was that guy? I don't remember. He was standing guy. behind me because I didn't want to see his face and the rejection on his face because I couldn't have dealt with it at uh, seven o'clock in the morning. I agree. But now I will say that, uh, uh, you know, speaking of rejection on your face, when they opened those boxes and there were zero Funkos, Mandalorian Funkos. I was disappointed. And you had a time, you, the ticker was clicking for you to get to work. Yeah. And you're like, I got to go. Yeah. And you dejectedly walked out with your daughter. <laughs> and then I stayed there for an extra half an hour while they opened up more boxes. And lo and behold, Mandalorian Funkos. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Mandalorian right? Funkos. Right, Pete? And, and That's the, what friends uh, are for. <laughs> That's a BMB. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the, and they also had the uh, graffiti Boba Fett Funko. Yeah. The Target exclusive. Ooh, in an acrylic case. You got that, Pete, right? You grabbed one of those. Did acrylic? No. Oh, no, well, we got one for him. If only you knew somebody <laughs> that did. <laughs> well, well, what I was hoping to grab was the 10-inch Boba Fett Yeah, he Funko. didn't exist at that Target. He did not. And I'm not surprised that he didn't exist because our tar Target is relatively... Off yeah. the beaten path. It's off target to be yeah, honest. It's yeah. off target. Off target. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I, there were a handful of things that I was reading on Twitter, um, just about a lot of stores that weren't prepared. And there was a, you know, one guy on Twitter said that he went into his Walmart and the guy said, yeah, we haven't put that stuff out yet. And the guy's like, yeah, but I'm here to get the stuff. And that's he's like, yeah, we'll get to it later. And, um, you know, they weren't going through that. No, and, that's hundred percent. You know, yeah, it's, it's very strange that, I mean, you think about the, uh, I don't know what, what it is. Is it the, um, is it the, the toy industry that's, that's not doing as well, or is it a, a lack of excitement or is this not the thing that people do anymore? Or, because I, because, you know, uh, Andy was, Andy and I had been uh, chatting that, that evening. Um, and, uh, he was telling me about some stuff he found at Walgreens and I went to my Walgreens the next morning and I, I was, I didn't see anything. And I sheepishly went up to 
the the Walgreens lady, and I said, um, "So uh, this is gonna sound really nerdy, but did you guys get any you know special edition Funko Pops?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, we got those in the back. Hold on a second. And then she went in the back <laughs> and she brings out the box. She's like, "I didn't even know what to do with these things." And there were, wow. I, but it was weird because it was it wasn't just Star Wars stuff. So I had to grab what I could out of that. But um, it just seems like the the mandate from the distributors or the marketing teams or whatever was sort of like, we're going to do some promotion for this. It would be nice if you did versus, you know, it's required for the licensing or something. Here's, here's what I'm going to say about that. And I agree with you because at some point you want to like try and blame the retailer target or Walmart, which you can't because what we found at target was that there were, let's say 20 boxes of, of star Wars stuff. But there were 50 mm -hmm. boxes of Frozen stuff, and, and that was yeah. not being put out either. And if you think that Frozen 2 isn't something that Disney is hanging their hat on right now as far as a big, I mean, so so to me, you have to pass that back to, like you said, are toys not as popular? Which, of course, they are. Of course, they are. You know, maybe not. I don't know. No, I, they are because Black Friday has been going up the last few years. Sure. They people spend an enormous amount of money on fireworks every year, like that. This stuff retail exists. Still, retail right? is, I think, is fine, and and I think Star Wars could actually do better. I do too. I I don't know what they're. I I know that, like from a Funko perspective, you're looking at limited release or you know exclusive at Target or whatever, but. There weren't that many toys. I mean, you're talking about when we went back in the retro figures when they came out, that retro re-release. Re the Target exclusive Target, retro. Yeah. That, that was pretty big for us. And according to Twitter, it was pretty big for some other people too. And we we had a hard time finding them. I mean, we they literally sent a box of six and it was all six different figures or two boxes of six. So I don't know, Pete, you might be onto something. I, I don't know if... Uh, you're talking about the marketing machine we've heard about, right? Like we talked about yeah. Lucas and how much money he made just on merchandising. You don't, you, you can't think that Disney doesn't understand that, right? Well, they understand it. I, yeah. but here's the deal. As, you know, as, as frustrated as some people were, um, and, and for our level of disappointment that maybe things weren't, as ready as it could be, or maybe there wasn't as enough, en enough. Like you always, like, I don't know how you, how do you plan to sell how many that they sold? Like, like, I guess it's better to sell out what you have. So the demand is still there than to have so many that they're just always hanging on right. the shelves. They've probably been burned by a few items, especially right. with the solo merchandise. Yeah, as I mean, as much as that I love solo, those are the toys that you saw yeah. on, the, on the hooks. And But it's it's interesting, though, because so I, I used to work in retail back in the day, and your store plan was not up to you. And I'm sure it hasn't changed. If anything, it's probably gotten more and more, um, more and more sort of uh, – uh, what's the word sort of planned from, from corporate. And interestingly, you know, your, your target story is different than others I've read. And the target story that, that, you know, when me and my daughter stopped at this one target, it was uh, fully stocked and they had the nice looking display that we saw pictures of. And um, it actually looked like very few people had gone through the display because it was still very nicely put together. They had um, I'd say 80% of the, the, the Funkos that we knew were coming out. They had 
the Do Droid. They had they didn't have the Black Series figures. That was the only thing that was missing. But they had they had um, Knights of Ren Halloween costumes, which I hadn't seen. Which oh, wow. was I haven't seen those. Pretty either. excited about. So like they had they had it all and it looked like it was it was placed well. And again, I go into a Walgreens, which is another major retail outlet. And your Walgreens had it. And mine was like, yeah, we got a box of some crap in the back that I don't know about. So it's interesting to see where maybe it's re, maybe retail itself is is just um, in a weird spot because here's of a, here's what of I the online. I agree. Here's how I feel, because my alternate story is that we went to a Walmart in another city. Uh-huh. And it was dialed in, meaning to yep. your point, just like your target, I think it could be store, store by store. I mean, it was dialed in like the lady was still putting things out. And when we walked up, she's like, oh, let me show you where all this new stuff for Star Wars is. And she walked us from to two aisles and another display and was like, this is new. That's new. And that's it. so it could just be you're dealing with. Store to store. People that like their jobs and people that don't. You <laughs> that know, I mean, well. I mean, so whatever. And and by the way, it's Star Wars and and or it's Frozen or it's whatever and it's toys. It's and Frozen Friday. For my yeah, daughter. triple Frozen Friday. <laughs> uh, the last thing, last thing I'll say on this is that uh, it, it was an eye-opening experience for me. I'd never participated in Triple Force Friday or any Force Friday in that regard <laughs> like this before. And what I've learned from this is that now that I've done it and now that I have expectations for Target, Walmart, GameStop Mm -hmm. in our local areas, I'm going to use that to my advantage. Like, Mm -hmm. because if they're not, if they're not prepared and I'm the one that's prepared, then I'm going to be the one that's getting the stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, uh, if you have an expectation now of, of that Target Pete or, uh, the GameStop that you went to, you know, you can, you can use that for future purchases. And so, uh, and it's always good to know somebody that works there too. That's always, yeah. that's a good collector tip too. <laughs> there it is. Well, yeah, I had a mole, but it didn't help too much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to put a bow on this, uh, what, what was the, what was your favorite Lego that came out this weekend? Josh, you go first. <sighs> Easy. Yoda. That Yoda is that, about two feet tall. Yeah. It doesn't matter even if, yeah. So maybe a foot and a half, foot and a half two yeah. feet, well, if you include the saber, whatever. But that Yoda, the thing I liked about it is because it's not a special collector series, but it comes with a plaque. It was fantastic. It was a yeah. hundred bucks. I mean, which welcome to Lego. Uh, but it <laughs> was, yeah, but it's cool. He look, yeah. kind of looks a little bit like a gremlin. A little bit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but, he does. but that's all right. That's Lego trying to shape an eye. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm super stoked about it. It's something that uh, my daughters and I have recently uh, picked up. I'm actually looking at um, a, a, a table where we're almost done with the, uh, the Tanta four uh, Lego that we're all putting together. It's awesome. Blockade runner is perfect. So I like Legos. I'm, I'm actually more in the Lego zone and you're trying to drag me into the funk hole and I don't want to go down there, but <laughs> Pete, was there a, was there a Lego that you saw that stood out for you? Yeah. And, uh, so there were, there were two, well, first of all, I think, um, so we also went to a Lego store on triple force Friday and oh. I saw the $700 star destroyer in completed oh, form. And wow. That did not help me not want to buy it, but I, I still haven't done it. I still have shown a little restraint, but the one that I got that I liked is the uh, the A wing the new A wing from Rise of Skywalker? That was the one I was going to say too, Pete. Yeah. I I like that it was red and it's a little rem- reminiscent of the old diecast uh, 
red a wing from the from 1980 i think it was so yeah i appreciated that it was red but i also like the figures that came with it too i gotta tell you legos are not on my or have not been but the interaction you have with creating a toy is ugh, it's really fun it's addicting it's fun like my daughter <laughs> and I, I i told this story. my daughter and i were just sitting down here last night and we put on a show and and just click things together. We just took turns on every other page. Like I'll do this. And then I hand the page over to her and she does that page. And then I look back and she's done three pages. I'm like, Hey, it's my turn. You know, and she hands it back. It's, it's just <laughs> so much fun. How old is your daughter? Old uh, is your she's daughter. 15. She still likes putting okay. Legos together with dad. So there's hope out there. Pete. Awesome. You must be doing. Something. Yeah. Cause I, my, my Lego collector's tip was going to be to do what I did when, so I got the, the 10 of E4 for my, son in air quotes for his birthday and um i ended up putting it together <laughs> Not your son in air um, quotes and- but for your son in air quotes <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> right no he's definitely my son as far as we know <laughs> um but um th- so the the key there was to get him a couple little the 12 dollar star wars there you go. toys yeah. that he, so he could put those together yeah. and i didn't have to panic that all my hard work was going to go to hell when he uh when he <laughs> drops tried to it slap me, a yeah an engine on the back of the the blockade runner let me give you some more hope so mike i got a 15 year old and of course they're masters on the devices right the the phone they're so fast their dexterity is just amazing just click 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 yeah. and tap 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 my daughter the same thing i've got the book open we've got these little little uh, uh trays we dumped the legos into she is like rapid picking these thing pieces out just her visual <laughs> she's like blah, 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 click, 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 click. she puts together a piece twice as fast as i do just click 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 click, and she's looking at the screen while she's doing it i mean it's fantastic and i was like there That's you go amazing so she's That's- like she's like a master builder from the lego movie yes all right one time around the wheel here again uh favorite black series figure that came out josh <laughs> That's easy. We are the know. carbonized Mandalorian is fantastic. And if you go side by side with even the in the, the white box, the white box or the black box, and even they are a little different, like just maybe the way they're positioned in the box, I guess. But the, it's just beautiful. It's, it's shinier. I'm all in on black series and I won't apologize. All right, Pete, did you have uh, one that you that you liked in particular? I, I have to, I I was actually unable to find any of them in the three stores that I went to other than actually I did find, uh, did chopper come out this, this week or was that one no. out for a while? No, the but, first time I that's a good find. It. He's been out for a little yeah. bit, but chopper is cool. He's tough to find. Yeah. It was the first, it was the first time I saw him, which is probably why I thought he was new. So, um, if you, yeah. if you could have like the whole set was sitting right in front of you and you were to grab one of them, which one would it be? Oh, it'd have to be the Mandalorian because not only is it, is it, it's just a, a cool, uh, the thing coming out from Disney plus, but it's just a cool looking figure on top. I mean, they, if, if, if someone was like, you know what, we need to take Boba Fett, but make him cooler. Can you do that? They're like, yep, hold on a second. And here it is. It's a, uh, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> we'll we'll make strong we'll give him a six shooter and a longer Cape. Yeah. That's take right. the, we're going to take the jet pack off. Cause that seemed to be problematic. In the <laughs> <of the> Jedi. <laughs> it's what put him into the, <laughs> Um, you know, what? I, it's funny you say that. I, that's, I didn't even realize that that's what's missing from him. It's the jetpack. I didn't even pick up on even that. That's how, that. I just knew it was cooler. Um, I, I'm in agreement with you guys, but I will say that uh, I think a, an underrated black figure or black series figure was the second sister. <sighs> I really like that one. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's from the uh, Jedi. Uh, uh, well, it's going to be from the video game. Video the, game, yeah. Um, but What's it called? Uh, Jedi Outcast. Or, uh, oh, I see. Uh, Fallen Order. Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Thank you. And then, but Order. all right. And then, uh, and then uh, this one's more for Pete, not you, Josh. But no I'll problem. let you just mind if you <laughs> no, want. No, um, I get it. I get it. Co-host uh, Funko f- favorite Funko from the weekend. No, I'll give it to Pete. Also, the Mandalorian. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do like the Mandalorian, but. My favorite uh, Funko, I will say, is um, uh, the Kylo Ren in the TIE Fighter. Oh, okay. Funko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice pull. That's from yeah. GameStop. Yeah, that's a yes. GameStop exclusive. No, Ooh, do, you, exclusive. do you own that one, Pete? I do. Do you need one? Guess who doesn't? I, I you need one? Funko over here. <laughs> no. All right, I'll, I'll I'm gonna check. I'll have to grab you one. Pete, I want to tell check. you what I want to tell you what the BMB does. The BMB goes out and they shop for their brothers. All right, their other blue milk brigaders. You, you'll so see. I, I was, have my phone here right now. I'm I'm leaving myself a note to to stop tomorrow. <laughs> Show so you. Yeah, it. do it. So I swung by GameStop while Andy had to go to work and teach children how to learn, which is ridiculous. He needs to get his priorities <laughs> oh, wow. straight. All right, yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, and 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 I uh, gave up nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went to GameStop and I sent them and I was like, oh, they had this little thank you to GameStop in our town, by the way. They had a little table set up. Yeah. Had all the cool gear, t-shirts. They were way on it. And then they had a display behind their counter and I didn't know the counter display was there. And I showed Andy, I'm like, this is what they got. And then behind the counter, they had all this stuff. And then I'm like, there's too much stuff. You got to come on your own. <laughs> like, I'm not buying all this for you. But one of the ones was uh, the Tylo, or the Kylo in the TIE Fighter. So that was great. Yeah. the uh, I like the Cal Kestis uh, Funko. As oh, well. he was pretty cool. I'm ready. The, it's a good show. Yeah. The video it's going to be a good be, game. Video game is going to be popping. Okay. Um, I guess this transition. So that was Triple Force Friday. Yeah. This, Thank you. It was a fun day. It was. It was and I, I mean, we fun. didn't even get to go to a Comic-Con that day, but it was still fun. It was fun. I <laughs> took a picture of my back seat. It was full of various bags yeah. of goodies. It, it was, was too much money. My wife's like, yeah, I, I love that like, picture. It's hilarious. Oh, did you see that? I was like, ah, yeah. did you spend, what'd you get? And I'm like, ah, I got a couple, I got a couple things. Yeah. Like, oh, Don't worry about it. it. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And how you doing? Nice. How you doing? Do you need anything? How was your day today? <laughs> I still have a couple bags in my garage that I didn't yeah. feel like bringing in at the same time. Yeah, you got to like... stage them, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, every date night. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, Pete, last last pod before we uh, interviewed Matt Norris, uh, we talked about an idea known as Death Star Babies. <laughs> Um, are you yes. familiar, Pete? I, I listened to the show. I was, uh, yes, I, I thought it was going to be something completely different, but, uh, as you may have seen that I, I had a, a, a death star baby contribution today on the, on the, on the Twitters. Yes, you did. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Josh, did you see, um, his, his tweet today about possible actual death star babies? He, he offered up two and it, one didn't work out, but another one could very well be a Death Star baby. You know what? And in fact, I'm not we, pretty, so I, I enjoy that you guys get to talk about this. All right, Go just ahead. to recap for maybe a listener that didn't listen last week, Death Star Babies is an idea that um, <laughs> upon celebrating the uh, the explosion of the Death Star, um, either Death Star 1 or Death Star 2, there would be a lot of rebels and people across the galaxy celebrating this fact, uh, signaling the demise of the Empire and then the end of the Empire 
um, that they would, that there would be an influx nine months later uh, of maybe some children due to the celebration. And this stems from an actual phenomenon called Super Bowl babies. There it is. And you can YouTube that and it's an actual thing and it's really cute. There's a few YouTube videos of, of Death Star, uh, Death Star Super, Super Bowl oh, babies. Oh yeah, sell it. And, uh, <laughs> Send it home. And uh, go YouTube those because they're very funny and cute. And uh, this, the Seattle Seahawks ones are very, very cute. Um, I bet there's a lot more Boston babies, I'll tell you that much. There's probably quite a few more <laughs> in the New England area. Yeah. But, um, but Pete offered up today that... Uh, he said maybe Snap Wexley, a, a pilot for the resistance. Yep. Turns out, though, he was born in 11BBY, so he's mm. a little older. Before Battle of Before Yavin. the Battle of Yavin, exactly. Mm. But the second offering, Pete and I decided that, well, mostly Pete decided that, that this was definitely a Death Star <laughs> baby, and that, was, that would be uh, Rose Tico's older sister, Paige. Oh, wow. So... When you go to Wikipedia, which is where you go for any Star Wars information, um, that's where I that's where I go first. Anyway, sure. uh, it says that the Rose and Paige are five years apart. Paige being older, and that she died in thirty four Aby, and we witnessed that in the Last Jedi. Right. So, if she were a Death Star two baby, TS two DS two baby. <laughs> That would put her at age 29, which fits. Okay. And that would put Rose at 24, which seems to me fits. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm with that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Paige Tico, Death Star Baby. Cannon. 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 <laughs> Pete and I at the same time, Cannon. <laughs> Okay. That's that's podcast gold right there. But, but you know what? We, we didn't discuss this last week, but... Everybody knows of one Death Star baby, and it is the most obvious as as could be. Right. Ben Solo. Yeah, yeah. Ben Solo yeah. is a Death Star baby. Kylo Ren. Slash Kylo Ren. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. What is it? Supreme Han leader. killer. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we, we have were... to... <laughs> hey, we got to support our followers. That's it's true. Han killer. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. Pete, we have a follower that feels very strongly <laughs> that... That you Kylo Ren will not, from henceforth, be called Kylo or Ben, but Han, Han killer. killer. Hashtag Han Killer. Hashtag Han Killer. <laughs> okay. I'm Love you, Matt. Chris Terrio and JJ have already worked that into the script. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, well, that's what I guess that you get. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Big buildup here. Don't try okay. and divert. No, but uh, Wikipedia says that Kylo, or excuse me, Ben, was born in 5 ABY, which puts him about a year after Death Star 2. That lands perfectly. So that is that could yub nub man. That could, yub he, nub. So here's do you my, think that's Endor conceived? Yes, and, and here's why. Is. That's why they yeah, got to go back to Endor. That's why they got to go back to Endor because that was the last time Han and Le- well, that's where <laughs> this he is was, the most ridiculous he, fan theory ever. Keep I know. going. Okay, he's got to find his binky. <laughs> <laughs> but that is where he was conceived in love. In celebration. Look, Leia, this is the package that contained the blockade runner. <laughs> exactly. I'm editing that out. Deep cut. Um, <laughs> but I, just think about it. I know I'm being ridiculous, but... You are. But, but I love it. But we're going back to Endor, or close to it, and it just makes a lot of sense that Kylo goes back to his origins. Now, hold on. I'm actually going to get serious on you here. Okay, I can't wait. In a book, 
uh, I forget which one Pete probably knows if he hears it, but in a book, they talk about the dark essence of the emperor still existing above the planet or the moon of Endor where the Death Star blew up, where he died. But right. who knows if that happened? Air quotes. Right, legend. <laughs> and there's Good. so much that when they pass through it, it actually like encapsul- encapsulates the ship and mm. blah, blah, mm. blah. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in Endor, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yub nub. Yes, yes. So side question, Pete, <laughs> when Ewoks have sex, do they make static? <laughs> Oh man, I thought Blockade Runner was off key, but you know, you got it. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you think, Pete? Hot take. I, I, I have, I have no, uh, no comment on the, uh, <laughs> the lovemaking habits of the Wait, forest. Wait, you know what? Actually, when creatures. you just said that, I think you do have comments. The lovemaking habits of the indigenous Andor people. I, th- I think that's a fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Sorry, Pete. Welcome to so, the Hall of Chronicles. So, well, I guess, I guess the question is: Did did Han? Did, do we know if Han and Leia were? This may be going into a weird spot. Were Han and Leia actually ever married, or were they just together? Well, see, in that, legend that's they great, get married. Yeah, but. in legend they get married. But I, that's a great question, Pete. I don't know if I have the resources to answer that. If an Ewok shaman marries you. Does it stick in the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind there of. It is. That's, that's like the Las Vegas Elvis there marriage is, of right? the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, wicked, wicked. Just like, I'm on your love. He's just coming down the aisle. Yes. 27 yes. credits and you get a photo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh, gosh. I'm, 27 credits. This. This is this is this is the best conversation we've ever had. Uh, um, so I know we need to wrap up here, Pete, because I want to honor your time here. We are on a little bit of a time difference, but it's only midnight where he's at. He's fine. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> well, but, you know, uh, again, you and I were having a conversation uh, a little earlier about what we might be talking about, and I I kind of clued you in on the idea of <laughs> Death Star babies. And you said, you know, that'd be funny. We should all sing the uh, Muppet Babies song, but just change the words a little bit. And I was like, ha, 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 and my wheels immediately started spinning. Um, it's, you should be, uh, Pete, you should be careful about making suggestions like that to Clearly. either Josh or I, because we're just crazy enough to do it. And so I got to tell me the odds. So I, I got to admit uh, a little bit of my day today at school was spent um, learning the tune to the old Muppet Babies cartoon and changing some of the words to fit the Death Star baby idea. You're welcome, future America. <laughs> so when when we make it big. I want this, I want everyone to look back at this and say, make sure Andy doesn't get too big of a head because he did this at one time. Sure. Okay. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to play the Muppet Babies cartoon intro from 1985, by the way, which was right around Ewoks area. area. There you go. Yub nub. And um, I'm going to play the actual... Waka waka. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to play the actual... Uh, theme song, but off mic so that I have the tune to sing with. Oh, I can't wait for this. Hold on. I got to make sure. It's Josh hasn't, yeah. Josh hasn't heard this yet. 
Yeah. Actually, nobody but me has heard this yet. This is <laughs> this is uh, social media first. Yeah. First time ever heard. Um, oh, c- c- just go. I'm nervous. You're, yeah, I know I'm you nervous. are. Just go. I've ne- You're fine. I've never sang on a podcast. Here it goes, before. ladies and gentlemen. Death Star, Star Babies. By Andy. Make sure you get that credit. Death Star Babies, a rebel's dream come true. Death Star Babies, celebrate and have a few. (laughs) When the Empire crushed your galaxy and you wish that you weren't there, just end the war in victory and then go off in pairs. Han and Leia, they got it in an Ewok hut, and then came Ben. Lando had a three-way. Akbar made a school. Chewie could only play with his tool. General Nadine said, "Do me, me, me." Hey, is everyone using protection in there? Yes, Mon Mothma. Death Star babies, the rebels' dream come true. Death Star Babies, use the force to screw. (laughs) Death Star, Death Star, Death Star, Death Star. (laughs) Babies, 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 make love and have a few. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Oh, my God. Your thoughts? Thoughts? Criticisms? Critiques? Wow. Do I, do I need to get a band? Pete, should you go first or should his uh, co-host go first? <laughs> I, I think it's better off if you tell him. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was amazing. Well, I, I have to say that it I, was am, something. I am proud of your courage. <laughs> All right. Well, that well, was the ability no, to, was fantastic. To... <laughs> I was so tired over here. It was a little off key. I got to put the E on this one, but well, other than that, hey, we're fine. I think. And Pete's against the E. I know that he yeah. hates the E. Yeah, I, I, it, Pete. I'm gonna need some droid sounds. Send them my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed that you were able to. Uh, to put that much effort into it in such a short period of time, that's really, you know, you were saying it in the car on the way home, like six, seven times, just prepping. <sighs> yeah. You're not wrong. Pete. <laughs> your timing, your timing wasn't bad either. You were on, I had to hustle. In a no, few you, parts. Were I, you know, hey, uh, my throat's been sore for like a yeah, week and you need tea. I had some dust in my eye. <clears throat> anyway. No, I, amazing. No, it was, actually, amazing. It was uh, funny. It was very good. I, a plus. I, I thought I'd share it when amongst friends. So uh, <laughs> he's so embarrassed right now. Seven my face is warm. <laughs> my face is warm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? It's the, uh, great. it's the good things in life that, that, that get you more Twitter followers. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we you might know, lose gonna, a couple. I, no, I'm going to isolate that thing and we're going to use it as our new theme song. Maybe our outro. Let's not hit him hard. Welcome with to that the Hall of Chronicles. Death for babies. Yeah, yeah. we're in. Uh, well, see, now that now that the three of us have heard it, I think we should do a trio. Look how happy Pete is to have joined this pod. <laughs> this was the one. I was like, I only want to be on the show if it's going to be like a special event uh, this week on a special We Hall have of never done anything like this. And Pete's like, yeah, I'll come on your show. And you're like, Death for babies. Yeah, well, I mean. Give him up. I, I think Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be humming it for the next couple of days. So. <laughs> well, I think I, I, we can't blame Pete because he had us on his show. And if he didn't figure out then that we kind of sometimes go a little sideways, then. we do go sideways. Oh, I, I had a feeling I knew what I was getting into. Okay. This, right. this, yeah. is fun. this has been fun. 
but anyway, thank you, Pete, for uh, coming on the show with us today. And thank you for uh, putting up with my my weird brain. I got a weird I brain. I like it. No, I like that. I like You went out on a limb there. You yeah. went out on a in Dorian limb <laughs> and cracked, but you were, I, and I wrote it, it all the way down. You went, you went someplace that the other two of us wouldn't go. And that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess there's that. I guess there's that. If there's a note to end on today, I guess we'll end on that note. Um, thank you, Pete, for coming on the show. You can find Pete at ATG. Um, finish that for me, Pete, ATG. <laughs> Here's what I love about, here's what I love about Andy. AT- he's pulling that out of his head. He's not reading his notes. He's just trying to remember. And and he usually I mean, does. it's like it's like a phone number on your cell phone. Yeah. You don't know the number. You no, just know it's no. there. So it's uh, I have no problem with that. It's uh, ATGcast on Chaos Twitter Cast, and ATGcast.com. Yes. That's right. Yeah. ATGcast. His podcast is great. Um, who do you got on this week? You have the guys from the Resistance. Uh, I have... Uh, uh, I'll have uh, James Bainey from the resistance. My, uh, I now have the trifecta. I've actually interviewed all three of their hosts. And um, so now I can retire. All right. You've got perfect. the complete set. It's perfect. I've got the complete set. I've, I've got the Holly Chronicles guys. I've got the <laughs> resistance guys. I've gotten. Uh, Maybe we should have some, a sing off with them. Uh, yeah. Ooh. I, you know, I'll bet. Well, I don't know. James Bainey. Did you know James Bainey? Here's your little tidbit of information uh james bainey from the and this is not even mentioned on my show and it's even a two-parter he was the keyboard player for the band devil wears prada whoa that's a good one all right they were popular for quite a while so maybe he could actually work with you to create a more polished version of the death star babies theme i think so only if you'll play the bass pete oh well absolutely andy on drums george or uh not James on the keys. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, we could start a little, uh, cantina band. Super group. (laughs) Power group. Maybe we get our own (laughs) Funkos too. Yes. Wow. We could be called the Funkos. Let's go for, there we go. Oh, that's huge. Mm. Do it. The the Funko Pete's. Uh, no, no. no. Okay. All right. I was trying. I, I, the mother Funkos. <laughs> probably more appropriate. All right. Thanks again for listening in. This is Andy. And this is Josh from the Hollow Chronicles podcast. Thank you, Pete. And uh, go check out his podcast too, please. Yeah. See you, Pete. Bye, Pete. See ya. Thanks, guys. Mace lives, 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 lives. This party's over. What you say, Mace? Take a seat. Oh, snap. For your own good, stay out of this thing. Oh, yeah, Mace. Mace talking big. If what you told me is true, you will gain my trust. Mace!